What's the point of getting married then? Taxes. <laughs> yeah, let's get. Well, I mean, for for religious reasons. That's right. For people that are waiting. Okay. All right. Yeah, if they're worth waiting for. And they get those little rings. You were like deep in this. What are you talking about? Because you were raised Catholic and you went to groups that told you to wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. But did I wait? Yeah. 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 I thought yeah. you waited. I wasn't worth waiting for. <laughs> Where are you telling me I'm the Aww. only virgin on the podcast? <laughs> will not Welcome back, podcast listeners. We're back for episode number 22 of Not To Be Technical, the 23rd recorded episode. Uh, dude, it's the 24th recorded episode. Come on. Oh, shit. I honestly, this is not even like a, a planned mistake. This is just me not able to read. Um, we'll keep going, baby. It was beautiful. 24th recorded episode. Uh, as you probably heard, uh, we've got your boys, Charlie in the mix, your boy, Noble Knopf, and we've got anonymous listener number three back in the mix, Harold. I'm back. Back by popular request. A lot of people liked your episode, anonymous listener number three. So thank you for joining us oh, again yeah. on short notice as well. Extremely just, short notice. Extre- like mere minutes. It, it, you're, you're ready. You're here with the bike. That was a last so, resort. Much appreciated. No, no, not the last resort. <laughs> kind of the last resort. Uh, <laughs> no, Gary is not on with us again. Uh, he does have uh, some things going on. Uh, Work-related. Wishing you the best, Gary. Gary's out uh, here grinding. Gary-related. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> he's doing all those he's things. He's catching up on Twilight. That's what it is. Miss he, you, he Gary. Wants- yeah, we, we, we all miss you, you know, but we have an honest listener number three here. So thank you for joining us again. But Nafis, what do we got for the people today? Um, the people, if they don't know the format, what the hell are you doing? But for our new people, we're going to go through some general trending tech. But before that, we go through some follow ups from previous episodes, things that we've thrown on Instagram or other social platforms as polls and general follow-ups. And then we jump into a, usually some sort of meteor topic. And today it's going to be talking about sort of augmented reality, but more of a specialized use case, uh, specifically for fitting rooms and trying on Virtual clothes. fitting rooms. Oh, yeah. Trying on stuff from home. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited to get into that. Uh, but I'm also excited to ask you, Dolphus, how the hell are you? I know a lot's been going on in your life lately. So how have you been answering um, this one? There has been a lot. Um, and today has been honestly like an awesome day. Like it's one of these things where like, uh, I feel like there's just been a lot going on. I'm stressed out, a little bit anxious, um, more anxious than I've been in a while. And it's particularly from a lot of change. I've moved. Uh, I've got a new roommate. He's an asshole. But like, you know, things are going well. Um, I went to Ikea for the first time. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's it in a nutshell. So Ikea for the first time, all these years in your life and you haven't been to Ikea. And I know that you grew up right by an Ikea. Yeah, so. no, yeah I've never been to an Ikea. What, what are your thoughts on Ikea? Did you like Ikea? Ikea highlights. 
Yeah, um, give us your highlights from IKEA. So I, 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 I enjoyed it. I feel like it's like an enjoyable experience. Um, I can see myself going again, but I would also say I don't think it's fully worth the hype. I, I think it's better for like the smaller stuff. Um, mm. Like it's like little knickknacks. Like the things that I'm happy about is like I don't know, like a soap dispenser I found, and I'm like, oh, I love this little soap dispenser. Like it's so dumb. It's just like a glass soap dispenser with a metal top. Um, nothing really that special about it. A bath mat. It's like the knickknacks that made me happy. Um, Furniture wise, honestly, like. I feel like the selection's a little bit more basic. Maybe it's because I'm I'm older and like I I just wouldn't buy that much IKEA related furniture at this point. But like uh, it was fun, and I would say, oh my gosh, there was a moment where like I had to run back to like pick up an item because I fucking grabbed the display item instead of like the thing I could check oh. out with. <laughs> so I ran back to get it, and then on the way back, I got lost. Um, and I was like, oh, no, there's too many paths. And I uh, had to slow down and start reading the signs. I think there are arrows on the floor. There are arrows on the floor uh, in the sky around you left and right. But you know, know what, this um, is an issue. <laughs> it was your first time there. It was probably really overwhelming. I did see you devour a glizzy and pizza at the end. Oh, I... Uh, which, Wonderful. Which I also did too. I was there and I also, it, it, you, you know the term glizzy, correct? Anonymous listener three. You don't? I don't. What? No. Have you not been a long time listener of the podcast? Or? Uh, I feel no, betrayed. I sure have. All right. Well, I feel refresh betrayed Refresh well. my memory and, and refresh the memory. Do it for the listeners. Um, All right. So glizzy, glizzy, oh, go ahead. it's synonymous with a penis. That's, that's a good mm. hint. I feel like. Um, so a glizzy, I mean... You really jumped into the meme portion. A glizzy is a hot dog. And it comes from D.C. Apparently, there's some term in D.C. like that came from like a, a hot dog place. They started calling them glizzies. Then internet meme culture around 2019, early 2020, started picking up glizzies. And people just started talking about glizzies a lot, particularly on Twitch and gaming culture. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with Anonymous Listener number one, particularly. He was very disappointed that Gary and I didn't know what glizzies were. Nafis had an idea already at the time. So he was just saying, oh, like, we have a tech podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're all confused. Yeah, all and that we have a tech just, podcast and don't know about it. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, you, I, I mean, I don't think has. Maybe you, Charlie. There's this uh, IG meme where it's called, like, the Forbidden Glizzy. And it's, like, this, like, wheat or weed that this guy puts in his mouth and then he coughs out, like... I don't know. It's like condensed and it's like almost like chewing on a dandelion or something. And he like coughed out like, I don't know, like what seemed like feet of this thing. Or That not. sounds like a, a, t- a terrible meme. That's not funny. I don't, uh, I don't know how you feel. about it. So sitting number three, I, I did not. Um, I enjoyed it. That's all that matters. But I'm glad you had a good trip to Ikea. But but an obviously number three on our last episode, we talked about Halloween. Uh, we shared a couple things in terms of things we got into the costumes that we were wearing. Oh, uh, I saw pictures. Oh yeah. What, what did you think of our plague doctor costume? Styling. Styling. Yes. Do you think it was a bit much or no? I think that you guys were showing off your arms and that was pretty straightforward. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, is that really what that, I mean, the, the big bird. That was the first like, thing I noticed. Uh, Charlie's arms yeah. are looking quite good these days. I, I may add. Huh? 
I mean, did I type in sleeveless medieval men's shirts into Amazon? Maybe. Did I return them afterwards and put that they were in an accurate website description? Perhaps. But what are your thoughts on that, actually? Do you feel that returning items on Amazon... So I don't always return Halloween costumes, but uh, I did that this year. I'm not going to lie. I talked about it in the last podcast, but... How do you feel about in general just how it works on Amazon and returning things like that and like the, how liberal they are with it and how easy it is to do? Big fan of returning stuff on Amazon. Huge oh, yeah. fan. Halloween costume, that's a must. Uh, leaving money on the table not to do it. <laughs> I've been a loyal Amazon Prime member for years, but I have done many returns. So have you done returns along the same vein where... You order maybe, I don't know, three Halloween costume ideas. You wear one of them. Uh, you're not sure if the other ones will work. And then you return all three of them, even the one you wore. Oh, yeah. Very good. You're a good company <laughs> then. That's exactly what I did. I, I think we, sh- we should probably make a poll if, if, it's, uh, if people return things after they use them on Amazon. I don't want people to ruin so it. So the thing for is, us. I definitely do this, but for some know. reason with the <laughs> Halloween costumes, I feel guilty. Like especially like if you order multiple ones, I just feel guilty, but I still do oh, it yeah. anyway. And always put an accurate website description. They never ask. Yeah. You know, I even messed this up. I sent back the Scooby Doo outfit that we talked about in our last episode. So we were going to go Scooby Doo and Shaggy. For whatever reason, I don't know where this came up. There's no like, reason. I think we were asked on an executive like meeting at like work, and I just said that just because I thought we would be a good Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds was, like from your even with your run in that Velma was the missing piece. I would have been happy. Oh, we did have one missing to, even with to our beat run the in. Velma. And if you're not sure what we're talking about, go back to the last episode, episode 21. There was a run in with a ex girlfriend of sorts uh, that would have. Build out the mystery gang. Yes, the mystery gang. I yes. think that <laughs> in the last episode, you didn't use the correct terminology for the mystery gang. I said the mystery van. No, you said the mystery, mystery, mystery van, van, which is correct. Oh, machine. The mystery exactly. machine is the name of the van. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, the mystery machine. So, that's what they're Episode correction. Thank you for trying to fact check yeah. me, but you know, it's, uh, let's talk about the vehicle yeah, they're in. Harold. <laughs> But yeah, we will put a poll up if, about returns on Amazon. I want to see how many people are like me or like us, anonymous listener number three. We'll see how many are like us. It's all but, of us. We're all out here doing it. <laughs> dude, we're, we're all doing it. But Nofice, what do we got for trending tech? Should we go on and get into that? Oh, we're, we're going deep into trending tech. So a deep. first thing on the list, you know, I've been known to call myself self-proclaimed dark mode Nazi and, and I, I feel like I, I, I actually live up to the title. Uh, anytime I get a screenshot from someone and I'm like, what are you using dark mode? Who are you? Um, so back at it again with my self-proclaimed title. And what we've got today uh, are some updates uh, on some just general statistics about dark mode and its usages from like a, a sample size study. Um, so 81% of people use dark mode on their phones. Um, which is a wildly high number than I expected. 82.7% of participants said they use their um, like their operating systems dark mode. So that could be like Windows or Mac. And 64.6% of 
uh, participants expect that their websites are going to automatically load in dark mode? Um, that's an interesting question. I feel like I, I don't feel that way. I feel like they don't normally do that. I don't know if I would say yes to that. And then for just specifically Apple, about 55 to 70% are using dark mode, which is kind of a high variance there. But still, it's a lot. Um, honestly, I didn't expect the numbers to skew that high. So I feel like with this survey, it, it might be targeted towards people who like this. But what do you guys think? I think this survey was probably put in front of very tech-focused po- people. Yeah. So that's kind of why those answers are probably f- leaning that way. But when it comes to the actual Apple adoption rate being 55 to 70, I feel like that's a little bit more believable, but still on the high end. I still see a lot of people that don't use dark mode. Like yeah. people that actually have like the latest iOS and you know they're they're out there, but... I don't know. Adoption number three, how are you with dark mode? Are you a dark mode user or not so much? I am a dark mode user, but I also found that to be a surprising statistic. Yeah. I thought it'd be less. So I think some of the things with dark mode too is there's a lot of benefits to it as well. Like a lot of people go through like, you know, how it's easier on the eyes, you know, how, especially with like how much the brightness of all the devices every day, but it's become more of an aesthetic thing. And that's honestly probably more of the reason why I like it. I love the aesthetic. Oh, yeah, the sure. other benefits are like secondary to me. But it is it is very funny. People that like it, like it. People that hate it will never use it. Yeah. Like it's, it's like one of those big divides. And Nafis truly does live up to the name he's given himself. Yeah. Like he'll go around work and, and, and be I like, would yeah, say, like, what um, are you doing? For like what I do with work and like, you know, working with technology and like helping people with their computers like very often. Um this is, I feel like lame saying this out loud, but like, as I'm like onboarding someone or like helping them like set something up, I'm like, yeah. And if you want to be one of the cool people, you, you know, you'll want to use dark mode and more times than not, they're like, Oh yeah, this is cool. Can you put that on other stuff? And then I'll be like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then very quickly change, maybe like outlook and teams to dark mode. And there you know, we're all pleased. Um, I've even been reached out a couple of times where like someone like, their settings switched and they were like very concerned and wanted to switch it back. And I was like, yeah, here's a couple screenshots. You got this. And uh, it makes me quite pleased. So you're a dark mode evangelist. Yeah. You're going around, you're telling everyone about it. I love it. I support it. Uh, but you know, I think we should do a poll on that too. Actually. I, I feel like it'll skew similar to like what we saw there, but you made a good point. A lot of people don't know dark mode, especially if they're not tech savvy. Like, what are they going to do? Go in their settings, put on dark mode, expect like Windows to do it too. It's 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 a lot to ask for. So those higher statistic numbers, yeah, not sure about it. Like, I look but, for it now. It's a sort of oh yeah. What about grayscale? No. Are gentlemen ever in grayscale? No. <laughs> Do you use No, but it's supposed to make your phone less addictive. Oh, yeah, because it's taking away the color rewards. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to look at this. That does make sense. That sounds terrible. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, grayscale is not the same at all. It's very different. Not that you suggested that. Honestly, I'm surprised. I've never heard of that before. Um, Fun fact: people are doing it. I guess it makes sense. Who, who's doing this? Who do you know who's, that's doing this? People are doing I don't know. You don't know anyone doing this. <laughs> Not personally, no. Where'd you get this information then? Where's this intel from? The internet, of course. Right. Oh, you, okay. Great source. 
I guess it's the source of all our news, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Also the source of the next topic, which is PayPal Ooh. and Amazon matching up. So in, a, in an interesting way here. So PayPal owns Venmo, if you don't know this. So they this happened a long time ago. Venmo is huge. Uh, Venmo users can soon actually pay with their Venmo balance and use Venmo on Amazon. So this is going to be a, a new thing coming out for transactions. I think it's actually extremely interesting. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's if someone pays you for something, you have a balance there, you can immediately apply it to something most people use, which is Amazon. But what I find interesting about it is if you're thinking about it, and I, I don't I don't know too much the specifics of this, but if you receive money for maybe a service or a good you provide on Venmo, and maybe you're not categorizing it as such. And then you immediately go buy things for yourself on Amazon. You're essentially avoiding something when it comes to taxes, right? And I feel like this is going to be something that's going to be used a lot. I did not think cards. that far ahead. Um, absolutely, I not. did. That that was my first thought. Actually, I was really just thinking about you know when I was college poor, and like there was times where I was like, "Wow, I have a Venmo balance," and this was before like. You know, you could do the instant transfers and stuff like that. And I'd be like, oh, wow, it'd be nice to be able to transfer this money into my account a little bit faster. Um, but now I just have to eat ramen for a couple of days or something and PB&Js. Um, well, those days are long gone. They were, they were like, um, not the ramen thing. I mean, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm talking more about the, <laughs> but the, uh, the Venmo. Fancy ramen yeah. Yeah. yeah, fancy ramen. Ramen 365. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 369. That's a song. Yeah. Come correct. Yeah. Oh, you're correct. <laughs> so, yeah, look out for that soon, I guess, if you're a drug dealer, in tax evasion, <laughs> a drug dealer, or just someone that, you know, wants to buy Maybe stuff on Amazon. You sell like, um, dream catchers on Venmo and you're not trying to get taxed on it. Fair enough. That I think that's a common thing for our listeners where they're, they're usually <laughs> doing that. So we talked on our last episode too. So I don't know, uh, you heard our last episode about the, the metaverse, right? Facebook's metaverse, all the oh, stuff going course. on there. I think they're trying to distance themselves from the Facebook name since they're getting put on blast. Well, that's absolutely what they're trying to do. I think a little yeah. bit, you know, they're preparing for a lot for the future, but that's right. Oh, but part of that is they're planning on opening actual retail stores to sell uh, what you would need for the metaverse to work, that what they're envisioning, right? So All the VR, Facebook, VR, AR, Meta's VR stuff. I know yeah, that so you, Charlie, have had an Oculus. I have had an Oculus I before. have an Oculus. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you use it? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why cool. I don't believe that for shit. <laughs> Harold, yeah, I'm calling I, you out. She, uh, Harold has left the chat. Literally has left the chat to go flex this Oculus. Uh, I'm going to say if that you don't chair know it, Harold has, it looks like it's from Ikea. And if anyone doesn't know, we call anonymous listener number three, Harold, uh, for some reason. And Wow, Harold yes, got that over that, pretty that quick. That is an Oculus. Uh, Harold, <laughs> I don't know what that's has... trying to tell me. You just might know exactly where that box is and procured it yeah. quickly. Oh, she has no idea. I what can it's... kind of see you guys. No, I have no idea what you were saying, though. 
Um, what did so you guys say? You have just flexed your Oculus, which is a VR headset uh, that can be used with a computer. It's very interesting, very powerful. But these types of things, and I guess the future of VR and AR technology and hardware are going to be sold by Facebook directly in new meta stores that they're planning on opening. I guess along with other things too, I imagine they're going to sell more. So they're they're really pushing this metaverse, this digital virtual reality world that they're envisioning. Surprisingly, by having a physical presence in this world. Honestly, it sounds (laughs) kind of cool. Like that would be a cool store to go in. It just sounds like... um, to be able to try on VR headsets or anything of the sort, or just like augmented reality devices, it it, it sounds strange, but it sounds like a good place. Like no, to get people's foot yeah. in the door. Sure, oh. I could see that. Yeah. Do you remember, like at, at every mall, and they're probably still there. I just don't go to malls often. The Brookstone stores. Oh yes, yes. Brookstone. Is it yeah. Brookstone that's now like? out of business or is it samsonite or something they're similar types of stores where they got all those massage chairs samsonite, you'd be the the samsonite they do luggage dude oh wow you're right wow uh, these high knees <laughs> yeah, are samsonite, I, I, I don't know what's up with them but i'm sure luggage is doing <laughs> fine brookstone, but, that it is. <laughs> yeah brookstone is uh yeah they have all the weird gadgets and shit i, I don't know are if they still, still going around. no i think they're out of business right. or they filed for bankruptcy at some point i know got it now Let's, let's find out. Brookstone. I'm getting fact-checked live. On it. Brookstone. They still have an online store. Brookstone. And actual stores. In malls. They really? Yeah, oh, they're wow. still going. Right. I guess I don't know shit. Oh, there's one in the mall by work, apparently. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is very... Yes, Brookstone is still in business. There are Brookstone locations in major airports. And its products can be purchased online. But let me tell you this, Anonymous Listener Number Three: They did file for bankruptcy okay. at one point, and they plan to close all five mall stores in South Florida, which is devastating for Novice and I. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> one at Galleria Mall, right across from the uh, Apple Store. That was the oh spot. My God. That, you go in there, you sit in the massage chair, you look at some of these future technologies. Future, that really I like that I future. Say future technologies. They're not. They're not future technologies. They're all gimmicky. But this is like Facebook meta will be like you walk in there and it'll be like what that feeling should have been at Brookstone other than just sitting in a massage chair and looking is at dumb shit. Is that what Brookstone it's was like, going for? I guess that, I guess oh that yeah, makes back sense. Back in the day, that's what, what? they were going for. Like you go in there and say, no, this stuff is it. crazy. Dude, like, all they were going for them is these massage gadgets. They had so many of them. Dude, they have a lot more than that. It's just like you probably just weren't looking at them. You're probably uh, just fixing it up in a massage stuff. chair. But yeah, it's Brookstone. I don't know what's going on with them, but these meta stores, I think it'll be interesting. I agree with you. It'll be fun to go in them. Uh, it'll be like, so Apple Store, I feel like people like going in Apple stores, playing with the devices, stuff like that. I could see this, like Brookstone, we just talked about how that experience was. Meta, when that comes, I'm sure that'll be the same with VR. But you know what store I feel like just never got the same, like they had the same thing they wanted, but it just never worked out. It was a Microsoft store. Like really? no one cared about going to the Microsoft yeah. store and like checking out, like you're, you're a different breed in office. Like you and I both also would like go to there and check you're out like right, a surface a laptop and like, yeah, like you're like, really people, dude, no one goes in Microsoft stores. I you guess you're like, right. No one, you're right. Yeah. Like, no, one, no one was going Didn't in they, there. Didn't they like steal like, exactly out. the whole Apple like design of their stores and stuff? They're just like 100%. zero There's, swag. <laughs> essentially they, they made it very similar except they added like a bunch of xbox stuff and that's it damn 
But those stores, yeah, it, it's just they don't hit the same anymore. Meta, it'll be virtual. You go in there. I think I've been to a Microsoft store once, and I think you're right. I I did leave pretty quickly. It might have even been with you. Wow, I don't recall this exciting time in my life. Do you have any interest in Microsoft stores, Anonymous listener? No. I'm sorry. I did get sucked into the Frogosphere controversy controversy at Brookstone. They have been accused of mistreatment of animals. They were selling a device like an aquarium self-cleaning tank that contained two African dwarf frogs. They were raised in unfiltered water, infrequently fed, suffering from fungal infection. Sounds horrible. They've denied the charges. But I'm sorry. That's where... That's right. The future technologies over here. Wait, what did they do to these frogs? They they mistreated uh, them in a tank in one store. Or like, was this like a I'm, no? I'm this product that they were selling called the Frogosphere. Global. This is a global issue. Charlie. Included frogs. Were yeah. oh, they just in the display list. or automatically? I hope only in the display. I hope not at all. You know, it's like you could buy these frogs so in a little biosphere. I think that is exactly what was going on. And now this is bringing back some more memories of Brookstone. Do you remember they would have the little like, it was like an animatronic ferret on the ball? Oh, God. Do you remember that? That was Brookstone, wasn't it? You, you, and they'd have the little office, drones sure. and oh, heli- remote control helicopters. Yeah, what the, a spectacle. Yeah, I remember those. The ferret. Do you remember the little ferret things with the ball and they move around? Oh my god! What was uh, that? What was up with that? Like the worst toy ever <laughs> created. I mean, Who's I, it look, for? I, I'm sorry if there's any ferret fans that listen here, but ferrets are easily one of my least favorite pets of all time. You guys know I have a personal vendetta. Aren't they kind ferrets. of smelly? I hear they're oh, quite dude, smelly. The worst. So, so, so listen to this. So I, I dated a girl, uh, back in like 2016 or 17. Damn. You stay dating girls. I, yes, that is great comment. So we, we were dating each other maybe like nine months or so. And we're both in our mid twenties or whatever. Dude, she has a ferret, right? She owns a ferret. I'm like, whatever. I don't, I don't think much of a ferret. I've never been around a ferret. You know, I, I, I've just never been exposed to a ferret. And let me tell you about ferrets, dude. So ferrets, they are, she took good care of the ferret. Don't get me wrong. This ferret, like, you know, was well taken care of. She would clean it. She would do all the appropriate things. She would change out. It's like wood chips in the, the thing a lot. She would let it roam freely. She had a, a little, like, a, I don't know, a leash for it. She would take it on walks to the beach. This ferret was living the life, right? No matter how well you take care of a ferret, they smell terrible and they are just some of the dumbest creatures on earth. Like really dumb. And Wait, I like, think the what, worst, what is qualifying their intelligence here? Um, I don't know what I expected, but the best I think is potty training. Excellent question. Oh what's that? Interesting. Okay. I just said that's an excellent question, off. Yeah. So it, yeah, all right. So maybe they're very intelligent creatures. My apologies. But oh, I don't what know they're not intelligent that. with is going to the restroom. So they apparently need to back up into a corner uh, to go to the bathroom uh, each time. That, that is just instinctually what they do. Is you know, it what hamsters not, do too? Hamsters and shit do that stuff. I, I I guess. I don't know. The hamsters are in a cage though. This ferret's roaming around. Oh, so that makes would, sense. Oh my God. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking I about mean, this. Ferrets can cages sometimes too, but like, yeah, I don't know. So this ferret, 
It would be like, you know, when you have like this big truck and it's like reversing, like a dump truck or something. It's like, and it's like, so the ferret's doing that, trying to get into a corner. And then you have this little like tray that's almost like a a litter box with with, with not necessarily litter in it for it to go in when it hits the corner. It's a triangular shaped corner thing. Yo, this this dumb ferret would miss it every time. It's backing up and then all of a sudden, like it's going straight for the corner Mm -hmm. It just takes a, sh- a sharp left or a sharp right. And it's just going all over everything that's not the corner. And it knows it's going for the corner, too. And it just can't stay straight. It's- <laughs> and, and she would bring the ferret. At- oh, my God. I, I I have nightmares of this ferret. The ferret. Ferret was very cute. I'll give you that. Cute ferret. But that's fucking hilarious. That- I did not right, know how ferrets operated. I found the toy. It's a weasel. It's called uh, a weasel. I was ball. looking this up the whole time. Great. So did it's I just give my ferret sale. take for no reason? Uh, basically, no, was that was great. How do you feel about ferrets, anonymous listener number three, who is a, a huge oh, animal advocate as well? All I, of the animals. But do you love ferrets? Like, yeah. I just you like that? Would you get a ferret? Would you love no. them equally? As a dog, what if I had to have a ferret? I would love you it. You don't have to have one. I don't want one. Oh, I <laughs> know what your fucking toy is. Oh my god, I they still sell these at the mall and stuff, like on boots as you walk. Oh, by. like those little booths. Oh my oh god, my god. Yeah. it's the worst thing ever. All you do is watch it move. That's it. That's the whole toy. That's the whole ferret. Ferrets are like that. You just watch it move around no, and not knowing what on, to do, dude. and then it looks at you, and then it, it backs up like a dump truck into your floor, and it's just—I agree. They didn't ask for that. They shouldn't be domesticated. I completely agree with you. You don't agree? No comment. But what is? What do you mean no comment? It's a podcast. I'm just so wondering comment. how this happened with evolution. They're like, where are they finding corners in yes, fucking nature? Interesting what? question. No, yeah. What? <laughs> Or maybe How this long a- have they been domesticated? What's the story with ferrets? There's a lot to learn about ferrets. There's a, I don't want to learn. <laughs> yeah, about all I'm I know, not interested in learning I more do. about ferrets. I don't want to. All I know is Luna the ferret has left some terrible memories. Oh wow! Well, this don't this, don't this ferret's been named. Again. Yes, I'm calling I'm, out. It's the not ferret. anonymous the ferret. It's not a number one. <laughs> also known as Luna. It's likely they've been domesticated for at least twenty five hundred years. What? What the fuck? Cavemen were doing this shit. <laughs> this is like before Jesus, that? right? What? <laughs> I think. I'm dying. <laughs> no, like what? What were they doing? Oh, let's, let's go and domesticate these rabbits. <laughs> In some part of the world, yeah. They, all they're used for now is nothing. All right, sorry for any ferret fans out there. My apologies uh, to you all. I just I don't apologize. Know. Y'all can keep your stinky ferrets. I agree. Maybe I'll put I don't a poll. Know. I mean, I think I should make a poll about this. Do do, do you like parrots as fat? Parrots? Oh my god, parrots as fat. Weasel? I don't like parrots as fat either. Uh, oh my god, I'm just messing every. I don't like parrots or ferrets as fat. That's a tongue twister. Try saying it. I, I mean, yeah, dude, I honestly, no, like having birds as pets. Oh, it sucks. Me. Have you ever had to clean a fucking bird cage? Have- oh god. Yes. It sounds like the worst. It, disgusting. Yes. My family had birds out of cages. I mean, your your family also had iguanas, if I remember correctly. Out of what? cage. Yeah. Out it was domesticated iguanas. 
domesticated is a stretch, but <laughs> yes. I remember oh, yeah. I scratched this ferret. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so messed up. I scratched this iguana's neck and it just had this huge look of relief. It was a chill ass iguana. I remember this very clearly because <laughs> you don't pet iguanas every day. Oh, like, you don't, not. There's not just iguanas. They're just crawling up people's arms and like hanging out and wanting treats. And this iguana was exactly that. Chill as hell. You scratch its neck. It's like you can see it. Its eyes. It's relaxing and enjoying well, this it. Is very different from my iguana experiences, where they really climb over the fence uh, at my mother's house, and then they eat her flowers, and then she gets very upset at this. Aww. And then from time to time, that they'll try to cute. dart away, and they get stuck in the fence. Um, which is honestly really sad because at first we're kind of like "fuck you, leave," and then we're like, "oh man, this guy got stuck because like." They've got like small arms but really wide bellies, so they get halfway through, and then their legs get stuck in the chain link fence, and then I have to get like pliers and untwist it and let them out. A couple of them died though before I realized that they were there. So like, they must be really hungry for those flowers. Yeah, they're out here. Yeah, they're not. Iguanas aren't even supposed to be in South Florida. Yeah, it's an invasive species. You're allowed to kill them. Is that the same with ferrets? I I don't (laughs) believe so. Absolutely Uh, not. uh, Don't kill someone's pet. I, I first off, I did not kill the ferret, and then just Wait, does that mean if there. there's an invasive species and you have it as a pet, can someone just kill it? That's a, a great thought, novice. Well, animal we'll rights. What did Harold? I'm coming for your pets. Why don't you dare? I don't. I don't well, have an iguana. Yeah, I don't want that associated with me directly. That was my family. The family pet iguana, totally normal. I have one. Up normal dog and i'm gonna keep it at that <laughs> very good but i think i will i'm definitely making a poll about ferrets so i want to see if anyone else feels how i do about ferrets but you know who also made a poll and this is a much more impactful poll than the poll i'm coming up with is elon musk elon musk on twitter so he put on a poll should he sell 10 percent of his tesla stock which is worth 21 billion dollars and he put the poll on Twitter and he said whatever the answer was, yes or no, he would abide by the oh results. Oh my God, I'm under a rock. I had no clue this was a thing. This is hilarious. Well, 35 point million people voted and 58% of them voted that he should sell. So he's going to sell it. So I I, he probably was going to sell it beforehand. Yeah, I mean, dude has a huge following on Twitter. Like, it's, it's insane. But uh, if he does actually do this... So a lot of things will happen. One, yes, this stock is worth twenty-one billion. The actual tax liability to this is just under seven million. It's six point six nine billion. Uh, that's how much will be taxed for this just to do this. Uh, and also, this has a lot of implications too. Just when you think about the stock market and things that will happen. So it's very interesting that he put this up on a poll. But I do think he probably had some intent to do this already beforehand. He knew the poll would probably be yes. I mean, he. Like, why, why would everyone vote no on that? It's just like you kind of think of the hive mind and how people work. But it was close. It is, it's Only closer than point. I would think. I would think it'd be yeah. at least in the 60s. Um, why would someone say no? I don't know. I just feel like with this kind of stuff, like, what do people, like, why would they say no? I think it's funnier to say yes. You know what I mean? It's like, why not? Get the fuck out. You do yeah. something with this money. I don't know. And he also had another thing recently, too, where I, I forgot who it was, but I think someone from the UN, like the world and like the, the like the food like program 
component of it where you're working with world hunger and issues of that nature. Oh, I have heard uh, this. Said, yeah. Yeah. Where they said if he just sold $6 billion worth of stock, he could cure world hunger. Like Elon Musk, he was saying. So Elon then literally tweeted back, back at the person that said this. He clapped back and he said, if you give me a plan for where the $6 billion and how it works and how it can be done, I'll do it immediately. So that was like last week. Then this week, I I don't know if he got an answer there or not. I didn't follow up. He does this. So maybe there's something related there. Uh, But he's probably just trying to have some fun on Twitter too. He's just... Dude, just imagine having that much pull on Twitter. That's fucking hilarious. He could essentially change any crypto price. He could... It's nuts. The amount of pull he has is insane. Um, (laughs) Did you guys hear that him and Grimes broke up? I did hear that. I oh, did you didn't know that? No. Oh my god. Don't they so have juicy. a baby? I'm so good with Paul. Oh, they have culture. a baby. The baby with the weird crazy name, X whatever. Uh-huh. X, That's X, right. Uh, I don't know. X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they broke up. Uh now he's just doing wild shit all over the place. He's unstable. I, oh, I think man. he's always been. But yeah, they broke up. That's probably the biggest news here. Forget everything else with the world hunger <laughs> and the, the tax being so crimes. No, no. You're welcome. Not to be technical here with the trending tech. The I trending mean, world day. hunger is a political issue. It is. <laughs> Back to Ferris. <laughs> Back, Back to, to Ferris. Ferris. I have thoughts on Ferris. Ferris weasels. <laughs> Somebody tell me. I looked up Elon Musk in virtual reality and all the headlines that come up is that um, like 2018, Elon Musk says that we're probably living in a simulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've been saying that for a while, that we're living in a simulation. Yeah, you know what I I actually think, though? I I think Elon Musk is probably one of the people that's most excited for the metaverse, right? Like the actual, like, the, the whole concept of it, virtual reality. I, I feel like he's he's got to be in there. Like he's got to be like one of the biggest like proponents of like pulling some stuff forward somehow. Um, I, I would say I agree with this. I don't know. I feel like when I think about this metaverse stuff, it seems like this idea of like spheres of influence. And like, I feel like if there's anyone I think about when I think about that, just like conceptual idea, it's him. And this idea of Twitter polling people to see if you should sell $21 billion of stock. Like, who the fuck has that kind of pull? Very good. Well, I think he might use virtual fitting rooms if they were an option to him. I feel like he could even find some interesting way to integrate it with Tesla, even where like you could see yourself in a Tesla, like, you know, like in the actual, you know, cockpit if you will or whatever you call it like just the interior of the car <laughs> the driver's it's definitely seat. not a cockpit it's in the driver's seat it's not a cockpit <laughs> at all um anyways uh so i i feel like so a virtual fitting room could be applied to a lot of things like a metaverse things like that but this is this is kind of taking it out of the metaverse conversation and back into like consumerism and where we're even when we we're just talking about with amazon i bought a bunch of stuff and i returned it right but what if I had a virtual fitting room where I have what it is just on my phone, AR glasses, uh, VR headsets, and Oculus perhaps, and I see you know what I'm deciding on buying, and I see how it looks on me in real time. I can see how it fits. It has all these dimensions already, and that's what we're moving towards. And there's actually a lot more available than I realized. 
in, in office. What are some of the, I, I know like Snapchat is actually has some things too, but uh, there, there's a lot here in terms of where the technology is and like what we envision it to be like very soon. Right. Like as soon as like, so like the first thing I think about, like when I think about this stuff is not like the actual, um, like a device, but if I think about it, it's like, there's like fitness devices called like mirror from Lululemon. And they've got these devices. It's like, why is it not more widespread that we have at home mirrors for this kind of stuff? As someone who is a small petite male who has very, um, just a lot of trouble buying clothes. Like, if you could tell me exactly what to buy, like I would be spending all the money in the world right now buying clothes to fit me just because like I, I just don't buy stuff because it's tough to find. Yeah, I think that is, so sizing is one huge thing, but a lot of it too is like you just can't envision online what it looks like when, once you get it right until you get it rather. And I think there's some interesting stats too that we were looking at where, well, first off, there, there's a lot with virtual fitting rooms that are coming up. But I think some of the problems and the reason why virtual fitting rooms are even a thing and, and how they work, so or, or why they're a use case rather, is 30% of all products that are ordered online, people are sending back. So I'm not alone yeah, in, in what I do. There's it's, a lot of people are doing that. And when you compare that to a brick and mortar store, that's only 8.9% of things that are bought in a brick and mortar store being returned. Uh, it's surprisingly low now, to me. I feel like it would be higher, but like I guess like I feel like people both buy stats shit, are lower dude. than I I would expect. Yeah, but if you think about a brick and mortar store, then especially if you compare something like Amazon, Amazon's so easy to return. Yeah. You, you go on there, you click a couple buttons. Sometimes they give you the return like co- price or value without even sending it. So it's there's it's so easy. A brick and mortar store, you gotta like drive over to Best Buy, or e- even now you can return it. Like you know, through stores. My favorite too t-shirt from Best Buy. Yes, your favorite t-shirt. But let's say you you go to uh, PacSun, which I'm sure you shop oh. at all the time at this that age. A targeted thing. Fuck you. Yes, he he recently bought a shirt at PacSun for a music festival. Uh, the one that we went to. It did not even fit me well. I I did it my didn't best. Didn't fit you well. It, it was a panic buy at the mall by our job right before it was a the panic music festival. Uh, yeah, um, honestly, it, worked, it looked good. It worked out. It worked out. Um, Charlie gave me the uh, heads up to wear it uh, unbuttoned. Which, if I had a virtual fitting room, maybe this this like device would have told me to wear it unbuttoned. It's like, hey, this shirt really doesn't fit you, but like this is the best you got going for you right now. Yeah, Paxson is not a place anyone should be shopping once you're not a teenager, in my opinion. That's the first uh, article of clothing I bought from PacSun. That is not the same for me. <laughs> I used to work at PacSun. That was my first job. What? No way. Well, well, no, that was not my first job, but it was uh, it was one of my first jobs uh, as a teenager. How about you guys? Did you have any jobs? Like, what were your first jobs? Um, I I worked in uh, tech support for Apple in my bedroom, remote advising. Was that fun? For the most part, no. Um, it was convenient though. Like I remember like being able to like do my laundry and like do homework on the side. I have a couple of funny stories, but like yeah, you know, I tell those stories to make you know my job sound better than it was. How about you? First job not as a listener. What, what do you got? First job was as a restaurant hostess and also nanny if that counts. Restaurant hostess, what type of restaurant are we talking here? It was a vegan restaurant. Bullshit. And I, I was a nanny for their children. What? 
the owners of the restaurant. Oh, wow. So you really got, got in with that restaurant. I did. They were wonderful. Any other restaurants in your teens that you're just a speaking restaurant? That was it. Before graduating high school, that was it. There were many restaurants to follow in my undergrad years. Yeah, not, I don't think you had like a true like teenage job, like where it was like retail. No, no, definitely not. Service. Like yeah. the only other things I did were like little side stuff, which was really like helping my mom with tutoring. Where if she had like someone who she couldn't tutor because they were like above an age group she could handle, she would send them to me. So it would be like me teaching like math, um, which paid quite well. Uh, and then I was very sad to find out once I was like actually doing a real job, you don't get paid that same hourly rate as you would for this kind of stuff. And and I also learned at that time, I would never want to work a night shift. I feel like I'm naturally a night person, mm. but working the night shift just feels like the most depressing thing in the whole world. I don't know what it was. Maybe I could do it these days, but it just, I, I no, hated I my whole life then doing that. Not night shifts, like your, your whole day's gone. You sleep in you know, the, like next the next day. day. Like, it's, it's just our every... hearts are with you, listeners, on the night shift. That's right. We our hearts are with you. You're doing amazing work. Uh, I just thank you for your service. Thank you for your uh, service. Maybe it works like, yeah. for them. Maybe they like it. Yeah, maybe they feel differently. for the night shift. Not I was like in some of the most depressed times I've ever been doing that night shift. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but would you have been a little happier if there was virtual fitting rooms available so you could try on more clothing? Honestly, probably, especially around that time is when I started using Amazon quite a bit. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of really cool things with it, though, honestly, with the virtual fitting rooms, which we haven't really gotten into yet. So I'd say a lot of it, the tech behind it. One of the things that's interesting, so as a consumer, it's like, okay, you know, you maybe you're using your phone or you're using an app or AR glasses or VR headsets eventually, right? But how are they actually getting that data to fuel this? There's three main things in terms of like the tech that powers this to keep in mind. The first would be body scanners. Uh, and essentially, body scanners are capturing you know, a 3D model of someone in in the type of clothing that's on them and then mapping that to the sizing and collecting that data. That's the most important thing is collecting that data. Now, why obviously this isn't happening on your phone necessarily or at home or like with AR glasses powering all of this, but companies are using these body scanners to collect the data for someone's maybe their height, their build, they're, they're scanning exactly what's going on when they're trying on the clothing. And where this is starting to get implemented too in actual stores where they have a virtual fitting room. So there's two types of virtual fitting rooms, right? There's going to be the virtual fitting rooms that are the ones that are kind of, you know, at home, you try it on, it knows your body measurements already, and you can visually see it. But you can actually go in store and it's with this concept. Let's say you're in a fitting room at PacSun. And they've scanned your body, just not like literally just scanning in terms fully of the nude in a pack sun fitting room. Get, give them all you the do measurements. Not need to get fully nude. But this is one of the things where actually it'll scan your body, and then the mirror will instead show you what you look like in all of the different outfits available in the store right now and what sizes it's in. Then you can go and buy it. And when they, when let's say packs on this example, they'll be collecting that data which can then be used eventually in some type of metaverse, VR, AR type of thing, 
But the virtual fitting rooms are actually, a lot of them are going to start to be physical fitting rooms. But instead of having 10 different outfits saying how many items you have, the mirror will show you what you look like and everything else appropriately. So I think it's a really cool concept. I wonder how it will impact the fashion industry to have people seeing the clothing on themselves instead of models. Like, will people trend toward preferring seeing advertisements if this is a possibility projected on their own avatar rather than a model? That's a really so good feel question. Like avatars are so different, right? Like, versus like yourself. Like, when I thought avatar, mm. I was thinking about this video game called Animal Crossing, where I remember one of the things I enjoyed is like going to the store and just buying like dumb articles of clothing I would throw on myself and like, I remember like when I played this with Charlie, Charlie bought me like a kimono. And I remember I was so thrilled to just run around wearing this kimono and like bat slippers and sunglasses. And that was my (laughs) fit. Um, I would not be wearing that in real life, most likely. Um, But I do think about this idea of like, what if it's giving you like, if you're like, I don't have style and you're like, I don't feel comfortable wearing clothes. Um, Hey, uh, you know, PacSun AI, can you give me an idea of the hottest trends to wear? And then do you just start looking like, like you're wearing makeover. everyone else's clothes? Um, That's exactly what they're going to be doing, yeah. though. Their, their AI is going to match images of what they feel like the shopper actually would want to try on based on what people may be with their body build and demographic have bought already. Uh, maybe it's based on their own purchase history. Maybe there's a whole thing built. So there's a lot of things where this can go to. A lot of data will be used, a lot of personalization. But I do think what you said in Office Number 3 is actually very interesting where the, the avatar thing you said in Office of Animal Crossing, I mean, that, that's a little different. With what you said, what, where that got me thinking is people are so accustomed to seeing, if you're on Amazon, on a website, we keep using this PacSun example. You're on PacSun. There's models of people wearing all the shirts and the whatever, all, all the clothing. Yeah, they they likely look good in these in this clothing, right? They're models. They're they're made to do. You know that now you're going to see yourself instead. And is that going to be a more positive or negative thing towards sales of items? You know, it'll be more positive in terms of hey, this is how I look at it. I know I want to buy this, but are people more likely to buy something based on the illusion of what they think they'll look like based on someone what someone models show them? It's a great question. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. It's changed so much already. So many businesses now use imagery without a lot of Photoshop and with models that are more representative of average shoppers. But yeah, if you're seeing yourself in the clothing and how it's actually going to look, I imagine that's going to change demand a bit. No, I, so I definitely, for me, it's all about sizing. As soon as I can see mm-hmm. something that actually drapes me appropriately, it's like, fuck, I'm going to lose a lot of money. Uh, I will be buying way too much clothes. Like, uh, I, Charlie, you and I have been to the mall. And it's like, I bought very few articles of clothing after being there for like three, four hours because it's just hard to find something that like fits and then fits my style and then all of the above. And then half the time I buy something and I'm like, Oh wow, this actually didn't fit that well. And I just kind of like forced it. And then at this point I've gotten to the point where I just don't buy stuff because I'm like, I'm not trying to like come home and then try it on and be like, Oh wow, this really didn't look that good. It Custom tailoring uh, will do a lot. 
um, rather than if, if you buy it off the rack and it doesn't fit the way you like, and then you get it tailored, that can really oh. change the game up the look. Interesting. But imagine if you didn't have to do that and AI oh, just God, knew yeah. what you wanted before and custom tailored it before you even got it. That, that's the way the oh, world's going. I mean, going. that's a whole nother level. But also too, like, I mean, I don't know how many articles of clothing the office is buying that's tailorable. You know, I mean, it's like, you, you can't just take any t-shirt or like, I mean, yeah. a long sleeve shirt, sure, pants, sure. But like in general though, I mean, not, not everything is going to be a, a good fit for yeah, that. Like the first thing I, I think, think about is like Banana Republic. I'm always just like, yo, they look like they have some decent clothes that I could wear. And then like I put it on and it like goes like way below my waist. And I'm like, sick. Why is this Game so fucking changer cool? to have things tailored? Do people like Banana Republic? Yes. Really? Um, <laughs> I shop this... at Banana Republic regularly, but I was also a school uh, teacher. Yeah, I was like, this was so... like a thought I had like, like <laughs> post college, you know? So this is a few, quite a few uh, years ago. Which, which is currently now. This is now I, I mean, like recent post college, you know? So like more like five <laughs> I, years ago. But wait, you guys don't like Banana Republic? Well, Where are you guys shopping? They don't fucking fit me. Uh, I, oh, okay. Okay. I've never, I don't think anyone's ever been like, oh, I got this at Banana Republic. I've never heard that statement from someone. Oh, my God. I get so many no things. No one's there. ever told me, like, yeah, I got this at Banana Republic. Yeah, I don't have a lot of like, dude you, offering. I think it's more targeted to women. Yeah. Maybe okay, so. Well, then that, that could I don't be know. It. They've got some pretty sick styles. Well, they got an office yeah. attention, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> but I do think what's interesting, though, is. The uh, trends of how people prefer to shop right now. Mm -hmm. So there was a poll that was uh, done earlier this year, June 2021, with how people prefer to shop by their age range, right? So boomers, 22% of them mostly shop online, then 78% they're shopping in person. No surprise Surprise, surprise. Yeah, shocker. Gen X... So that's 41-year-olds through 56-year-olds. 37% mostly shop online uh, for clothing. 63% are in person. Now, millennials is where it gets interesting. It's actually 50-50 where they mostly shop online or in person. You got those older millennials. But this is... Actually, this is where it gets interesting. I lied. This is the most interesting stat. So Gen Z, 18 to 24-year-olds. They... Only are forty five percent mostly shopping online, and then fifty five in person. So you would think that that would be much higher for online if you're looking at the trends, uh, working your way down from the certain age ranges, right? But that's not the case. Uh, they actually statistically prefer to go in store more. So this is another reason why something like that's a weird. virtual fitting room I mean, that's in person could work very well, even for. Uh, the up-and-coming age range or consumers, if you will. That's so strange to me. I would say I still shop online more than I would buy in-store. I'm I'm more willing to Absolutely. risk it in return all day, mm-hmm. as long as a return policy. If there's free is, shipping yeah. and returns, especially. Yeah, if that's the yeah. case, like it, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for clothing, like I, I think that might be part of the thing where it's a little... I, I think a lot more people do like to see how it fits in person but yeah I, I i'm the same way like i i try it out online i'll return it 30 percent of yeah my orders are getting returned clothing if you know anyway. your body well and your brand you loyal know. then it's easier but it, it would be nice see, that's to the have. problem right is it's like 
having to become brand loyal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's like a, there's a statistic out there where it's like, you can like the people who will like, you'll find a shirt that fits you well, and then you'll buy it in multiple colors and stuff. Um, oh, this is a big thing right now, like where people want capsule wardrobes. And I get it. I mean, the decision fatigue, like just having to shop and constantly wonder, is this going to be high quality? How is it going to fit? Mm-hmm. So annoying. I wouldn't like to not do that. But it's like, yeah, I, I think you <laughs> mentioned it well. It's decision fatigue, right? It's like the process of having to buy it and then make sure things like, you know, go well together. If I could just mm-hmm. find a lot of really good looking clothing, like that was also very diverse, I would go for it. Um, but instead, I wear a lot of grays and blacks um, for most of my wardrobe just because it's more simple and it's like hard to find things that fit. I think I'm wearing right now uh, an article of clothing that doesn't even belong to me. Uh, well, it does now, but this was gifted to me. Are by you Charlie. guys going to share clothes? Oh. The office and I have shared clothes before. Surprisingly, uh, once I lost weight, it was a lot more um, able. I'm to surprising he fits into the same size I do. Um, Some, yeah, it, it is. Surprising. I range more from like extra small to small, uh, but Charlie, I think, is closer to small and then to medium. So we've yeah. got a little bit of overlap Shmedia. right now. So this uh, very nice merino uh, wool sweater that I'm wearing uh, has been hand me down by Charlie. Quite comfortable. Yeah, it became more of a crop top for yeah. me. I, I don't know how that <laughs> happened. But, uh, I'm not trying to do that. That's a good but move. It, but for the virtual fitting rooms, though, so 41% of people in the U.S. actually aren't even aware that this technology exists yet, which makes sense, virtual fitting rooms. But... For us, like how how can you actually start using this, right? Like what what are the use cases? Where is this coming in? So the way it'll work for a lot of these brands is and there's one app or, or brand right now that's called Unspun. And essentially you have to download this app. You need to scan your whole body and it'll give you like the instructions on how to do that. Actual like avatar of yourself will be created in the app, and then it'll be able to take that information, that data, and manufacture genes for you. Uh, they also recently, um, I, this company in particular got funding. H&M is going to be uh, partnering with them in some way. And that's going to be a way that you can have your virtual avatar, try on clothes, maybe even just through an app once you do your body scan. And then you can visually see how it looks just on your phone app. So not even on you in person, like visually in like a smart mirror or something of that nature. But this is coming very soon. Like it's already here in some use cases. It sounds really cool. I think what it made me just think of this too earlier is like um, when I brought up the Animal Crossing reference, when I hear the word avatar, I think more cartoonish um, certain Mm -hmm. type of depiction of yourself. And I think that idea turns me off. It's like as long as it looks more realistic and it looks more of like this like real 3D model of what you look like and it really has your measurements, amazing. Uh, It this is one of the few areas where it's like we talked a lot about in previous like episodes about um, you know iOS or like Apple um, you know app, you know blocking app tracking and you having to allow it. This is one of those moments I'd be like, you can have all the data about the measurements of my body. <laughs> Fuck it, take it, please. Sell me ads. I want to know it fits. But a lot of people will not do that, and, okay, and that's especially gonna, if they're not having like a great relationship oh, with their body. That might not be a pleasant experience. 
Hey, it might that help them true. try to close that fit. Sure. Um, well, I, I think the other thing too is data privacy, right? People do not want, a lot of people don't want their information out there and being used and then being targeted with ads and things of that nature, or just, you know, for any privacy concerns of just who has this information on their body measurements even, right? So that's going to be a lot of resistance that these companies and the, the tech behind it are going to be facing. But one of the probably biggest companies that is leveraging this right now and really trying to push it is Snapchat. So they now have a new integration uh, with something called ComplexCon, where they'll be able to try on, or, or Snapchat users will be able to try on uh, branded hoodies and t-shirts using their phone. Uh, as long as you kind of would position, like almost how you position yourself in front of like a mirror with your phone, you just would hold it up the same way. And it'll capture your upper body and then change it to the shirt or the hoodie that's branded that, you know, you're, you want to try. So it's off. like a filter, right? It's like exactly. a filter that you throw on. You kind of choose the filter. Exactly. But it's it's not just like one of those basic yeah. ones that like puts a mustache or sunglasses. No, I've seen it. It's kind of puts body, clothes right? on you and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's actually much more realistic. So there, there's that technology is they just announced that it's a new integration that they'll be able to try. It's it'll be they already have an example video of how it works. I'm not they, sure if it's rolled out to everyone yet, but it, it's pretty much here. They do this already for makeup. I imagine you guys would not know that. But like if you no. want to try on lipstick shades... <laughs> but that seems, so that's not surprising. Yeah. I, I well, wasn't it's like here. a Snapchat filter. I, yeah, because it's more, yeah, it's like a filter. It's changing it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, but the clothing, I think, to get it actually custom fit and really show like what it would look like, like that's, to me, I think is a little bit harder to achieve. <laughs> like all mm-hmm. I'm thinking about right now is some like tall dude than putting on, like like using an augmented reality filter to put on like an extra small shirt. <laughs> And like it looking like a crop top on them, <laughs> or like me wearing an extra large shirt and it being a full like like nightgown. That's what I'm looking honestly, to see. That's I where I want the technology to be right now. If it's not there, it would honestly be a lot of fun too. Like you could just put like ridiculous outfits on yourself. You dress like up. Just, yeah, you could play dress up without having to dress up. I mean, it's. I, I bet a lot of people are going to maybe stop and start evolving this way. Wedding dresses. <laughs> yeah, we could try on wedding dresses. <laughs> you know what this is? This is also too like people when they first made bitmojis and they're dressing them up and all these things like that, like very cartoony, dumb characters, right? Well, like now it's real. Now it's like, okay, this yeah. is actually a much more real representation That's of myself. Augmented reality, yeah. I can buy clothes, you know, based on this. I can see what it'll look like. It's meta. Yeah. Meta. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, speaking of Bitmojis, I wanted to make a call out that um, Charlie's quite frustrated that I have uh, a fade on my Bitmoji, which I don't really know how I found, but he can't find it. Um, and he's got this lame hairstyle on his. I'm so extra with my Bitmojis. Is that true? Yeah. What do, what I do think you, it's a how lot are of you fun. extra? What that well, mean? I got a little carried away when people got interested in the Bitmoji classrooms. And so I got one and I started, it was like playing dolls. You could make a whole Bitmoji universe. What? Really? On your slideshows. Yeah. And then I was like, is this for the children or is this for me? 
and I toned it down oh. a little bit. Oh, that's right. Bitmoji <laughs> Classroom was very popular in, in the teaching realm. It was. I don't know what this is at yeah, all. Or is. So imagine that you have a slideshow and you add like a background yeah. and then you add your little bitmoji and you make it appear like it's a virtual oh, classroom okay. setting. But then items right on the slide are clickable. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So like, oh, click on the screen there, like, for a video. Exactly. <laughs> click, click on my desk you. for yeah. my rules. Oh, I, I use a hand Whatever. gesture. I didn't even realize. Um, I use this Bitmoji <laughs> Chrome extension uh, from time to time. Yes. Uh, oh, I yes. like that a lot because um, what you can do with it is like, uh, so like I use this like Snapchat integration. So I log in with Snapchat, it pulls my Bitmoji avatar. And then I can search for like words that'll be like, if I don't have like an expression uh, and like I want to just kind of like emulate something and I don't have like a, a good GIF, I'll do that. But I also like that I can write my own phrase and it'll just populate weird images of my avatar together. And one of them might fit. It's great. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And you can add your buddies if they have a Bitmoji as well. Yes. Breaking news on Bitmoji technology. Uh, here are not very great, great, great work, everyone. Forget Throw the virtual fitting rooms. The fun of Bitmojis. Think of how wonderful AR is going to be if we like Bitmojis this much. That's true. Bitmojis—they've been around a while now. Like this is this is in a way uh, of one Bitmojis of the Bitmojis 4.0. Yeah, Bitmoji 4.0. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you should wrap it up, novice. Rent the runway. <laughs> Wait, what is? Oh yeah, you were going to say something about that. I was. Just... Yes. This week, Rent the Runway made history by going public with the first female founder and CEO. What's Rent, Rent the, the Runway? Run rent the Runway is basically where people can rent um, gently used high fashion items is was mostly for events like weddings, right? So let's say you want to wear a nice dress to a wedding. Um, you know, you don't want to be photographed in it again, or you really are just going to probably wear it the one time you rent it through rent the runway. They'll send you two sizes. So you don't run into that issue of like, uh Oh, I got the wrong size and it's not going to fit. And then you send it back and they move to a subscription model so that now they're attracting people who also want to rent clothes for just like work and casual work. I don't know if my sister uses this platform. She does something similar where she has like clothes that are delivered to her in the mail. And then it, it, and it's, she does it specifically for work. So that way she doesn't feel like she's having to wear the same things. And then also doesn't have to think that hard about it, but she does have to pick the clothes, idea. I think. Um, mm -hmm. so could be like have a virtual reality or like augmented reality that's a good question I imagine they, they would be perfect Can't, yeah exactly they should I, I don't know anything about Red Throne I wonder if there's something like is that uh, would they have like men's clothing as well I don't think so that's unfortunate I would actually like that. Uh, Charlie I'm pretty sure there's got to be um, services like this for for dudes for sure yeah, maybe Paxson has a subscription oh, thing for you. The gentleman's box from um, Paxson. The gentleman's <laughs> box. The gentleman's box. I, 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 I don't know about that one. <laughs> Paxson has changed a lot over the years too. The style is very different. Yeah, really? I gotta say my What's shirt the vibe? Cool I haven't been in a Paxson well. in forever. 
That that's the the right choice to make, anonymous listener. Just, there's no need to go to a pack. So, all right. Well, that's all we've got here today, folks. For um, virtual fitting rooms, augmented reality. I'm sure we're going to talk more about these types of topics in the future. I would say keep a lookout though for our social posts about all the polls we talked about in this episode at Not to Be Technical on Instagram. Uh, look out for posts on. In Twitter for not to be tech. And then, of course, as always, give us a follow on Spotify and uh, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the love and support we've been getting over the course of this whole podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Mm-hmm.